Hi, and welcome back again, Attorney Steve Vondran, and welcome to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. This is our legal podcast. I'm licensed to practice law in California and Arizona. We take federal intellectual property cases, copyright, trademark, nationwide, okay? Nationwide, you know the, you know the buzz song. So anyway, um, we are talking in this episode about anti-slap. This is a little bit of a complicated area for a lot of people. Um, the, the, the case law is kind of all over the place, lots of, lots of things to think about. But we are talking about the anti-slap. So here's the situation. Say you file a lawsuit, and that lawsuit has to be with somebody um, talking about your company. Okay, so somebody is, you think they're defaming you, so, but they're giving their opinion. So they've, uh, you file a lawsuit against the person that's defaming your business, and they file what's called an anti-slap motion, okay? So this is how it plays out. You file the complaint. They say, what are you doing? This is interfering with my right of free speech, free speech and the right to petition and my constitutional First Amendment rights, okay? So that sort of, you know, right? Everybody understands you want that free speech right to say, you know, that company's horrible, it's disgusting, it's disastrous, I hate working with them, the people are mean, um, the prices are overbloated, all that stuff. So they, the defendant in this case, would file what we call the anti-slap, okay? Now, that's a strategic lawsuit against public participation, okay? So the, the anti-slap law was designed to basically um, to prohibit, to not allow lawsuits that chill the free speech, that chill it, as they say, okay? And, you know, so if you're bringing a lawsuit for the sole purpose with no merits, no merits, and you're bringing it for the sole purpose to chill the speech, in other words, no merits in that case would be, you know, truth is a defense to defamation, opinion is a defense to defamation. So if you're bringing that lawsuit with no merits solely to chill the free speech, then the anti-slap lawsuit that's filed by the defendant may be successful, Okay, so that's how you got to look at these things. Now, now when the person files an anti-slap, a you know sort of a, ru- a series of rules kick in. Okay, it's kind of an interesting statute. Okay, when an anti-slap is filed, basically the discovery is going to be halted in your proceeding. A lot of people don't know that, but your discovery is going to be halted. So if you had some deposition set up, some written discovery, everything is basically suspended. Okay, and then in these cases. There's a two-step process. Step one is the, is the defendant comes forward and has the burden to prove that they were engaged in protected free speech, protected free speech, okay? So you have the burden to come forward, and you say, well, in this example that I just gave you, you know, I was just speaking freely about my experiences with this company. What, I'm not allowed to just talk my mind and say the truth about what I feel? And so that would be sort of coming forward with the burden to show the free speech aspects. Now, if that happens, then the plaintiff, the party that would be opposing your anti-slap motion would come forward and say, okay, okay, even if you're going to call this free speech, all right, if you're going to do that and you think I'm trying to chill your free speech, okay, but I can prove the merits. I can make a prima facie case as to my causes of action that are alleged in the complaint and I can show those with the evidence that I have today, admissible evidence, okay? 
And so that's how it works. And so then the plaintiff comes forward and says, well, look, I mean, truth is not a defense. In fact, this will prove to you that this is false, and this will prove to you that it was with malice. So let's just say actual malice. So the defend, the plaintiff will have that opportunity to rebut that. If the plaintiff can show that, if the plaintiff can show, I still have that prima facie case, it's here, I've got the evidence, then the anti-slap motion will lose. It will be declined. It will be overruled. Okay, so that's the main thing about how it works. Now, I want to point out one other thing. You probably came to this video wanting to hear about the commercial speech exemption. This is a big one, okay? This is where you have competitors flinging things back and forth across, um, trying to claim their commercial speech is somehow uh, protected, that it's a First Amendment deal somehow. And commercial speech can be protected as long as it's not false and misleading. Um, long as it's not misappropriating identities of other persons and things like that. But, but let me tell you real quick about the commercial speech exemption. And so this you can find in the California Code of Civil Procedure. That is CCP 425.17, subsection C, C, 425 subsection C, okay? And this talks about, basically, let's look at it as a situation with two competitors. Now, I'm going to give you, you can look up the code section and read it. You'll probably have to read it like 10 times like I did before you start going, what the heck are they talking about here? But you will figure it out. But briefly, if you have a defendant, okay, go back to our situation a, a, with the defamation. If you have a defendant, a person who is primarily engaged in the business of selling or leasing goods or services, is one thing you have to show, um, and, and by the way, the commercial species exemption, if it applies... The anti-slap motion loses. It loses, okay? And if the anti-slap motion was frivolous, then you can the plaintiff can seek their attorney fees, okay? And there's also something called a slap back because essentially in these cases, if the judge says that it was a frivolous case, that means it was basically brought maliciously. It's a malicious prosecution of an action. So this could, could, could trigger and create a whole new cause of action. So you have to be very careful when you're bringing that anti-slap to make sure that this commercial speech exemption doesn't apply, okay? So that's why we're talking about this. But 425.17, we are talking about a defendant primarily engaged in the business of selling or leasing goods or services. So you have a commercial defendant, okay? Um, you, have a, um, you have to have basically a statement or conduct, and you have to show that the cause of action arises from the statement or conduct... This gets tricky, so you're going to have to hang in there with me, okay? Statement or conduct, the causes of action in the plaintiff's complaint, the, they arise from the statement or conduct, okay? So a statement may be um, this business uh, is a bunch of crooks. That's a statement, okay? That's a statement. So if you have a competitor saying these guys are a bunch of crooks, you have a statement, your cause of action would be arising from that statement, or you may have conduct such as misappropriating someone's identity, the right of publicity laws. We've talked about this in other videos and blogs. Right of publicity is big, okay? Where that happens and where both of the following apply. Number one, the statement or conduct consists of representations of fact. So you have to be able to point to some representation of fact that's being made, either about the defendant's own business or a statement or representation of fact about a competitor's operations, their goods or their services, okay? So there has to be that statement or conduct representing fact 
dealing with the defendant's business or the plaintiff's business. Okay, does that make sense? And that's not enough. It keeps going, I know. It just keeps going with this exemption here. And which statement or conduct was made for the purpose of, the, the made for the purpose of promoting or securing sales or commercial transactions for defendant's goods or services, or, right, in the course of defendant delivering their goods or services. Okay, so, I mean, this is a lot of stuff. You may have to go back and rewind the tape and listen. I don't want to keep repeating it, but the statement or conduct was made for the purpose of getting sales for defendant, basically, or delivering their goods or services. Okay, but wait, there's more. That's not it. Um, the final aspect of it, I should say almost final, is the intended audience of the statement or the conduct, the representations of fact. Um, the intended audience is an actual or potential buyer or customer or a person likely to repeat the statement or conduct or influence others who would do so. Okay, if you, follow, if you followed all that and you're still here you should probably be in law school. Maybe you are. Maybe you're a lawyer watching this. Okay, it's a big, big, beefy exemption to the anti-slap. And so you just have to go back and go read, play this back. That's the test, okay? There's lots of different case law interpreting all these different sections. But to, to boil it all down, if you have competitors, you know, doing things, misappropriating, trying to sell each other's goods or services... It's commercial speech. It's an exemption. They're trying to sell their stuff, okay? If that exemption applies, the anti-slap motion should lose, okay? It should be lost on the exemption. And so you have to argue that. You have to be prepared. If you're filing an anti-slap motion, you have to be aware of this um, exemption. If you're defending the anti-slap or opposing it, you have to be aware of this exemption. And like I said, where it applies, that anti-slap motion is... A loser. Okay, so then the case goes on. Okay, and then as a plaintiff, you may be wanting to make sure you're seeking your attorney fees because you know they will be seeking their attorney fees. Okay, if they didn't raise this exemption when they filed the anti slap, I think that's a little disingenuous. So you may need to call that out and say, hey, judge, this is two competitors fighting here and they didn't even bring out the commercial speech exemption. I don't know, what are they trying to mislead the court? What are they doing? I don't know. It's a little, little shaky, a little shaky. You may need to point that out to try to get your attorney fee award. Okay, so that's the basics of the anti-slap, the commercial speech exemption. You probably know that better than most people will ever know it in their entire life. But if you have a case, you really need to dig into the nuts and bolts of that and really make sure you can apply your facts of the case, okay? This is attorney Steve Vonner, and if you need a litigation attorney, First Amendment cases misappropriation of commercial identity cases, copyright infringement cases, trademark infringement cases. If you're dealing with litigation that's seizing your right to free speech, if you're opposing someone that's, that's wrongfully tarnishing you or misleading your customers, give us a call. We can help you. We are experienced litigation attorneys, and we can help. Okay, so for more information, you can catch our main website, askattorneysteve.com. You can find our main website real easy askattorneysteve.com. Other than that, we appreciate you watching this and listening to another exciting episode of the Vondran Legal Hour. And we'll be back. If you like this, make sure you subscribe, share it on your social media networks. We'll see you again. Okay? Take care. Take care.